I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Hey, welcome to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky. And I'm John Salka. And we're with you again. Um, uh, you know, John, for, 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 for a subject matter or whatever, a topic, whatever you want to call it, for, for this particular podcast, um, you and I, were, we, were just, we were just at a location to, we'll, we'll remain, you know, nameless, okay, um, <laughs> uh, to protect the innocent and the guilty. But, um, we, we, you know, dealing with our consulting, going in sometimes to handle some mediation or help somebody through a grievance or whatever, especially when it comes to people, and, and you know, people are human beings, they make mistakes, and there's some people that, that do the, like I've always said before, there's, uh, in my world, there's on accidents and there's on purposes. You know what? On accidents happen. They happen to everybody. On purposes, I have an on purpose scale of one to ten. One, you probably should know better. Ten, you need to leave, get your stuff back. But one of the things I think... And you just mentioned it. You just mentioned it while we were there. Is the the lack of understanding understanding discipline? You know, and, and I just said it. And and for our listeners, we say this in class. We'll say it here. The very first thing you think of, you see the word discipline. What's everybody think? Punishment. 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 Fire suspend. That's not discipline. That's not discipline. That is not discipline. Do we say it's not? Yeah. That's part of the process. That's part. The majority, oh my God, the, the the majority of discipline is counseling, talking, changing the behavior. So you it's know, quite a long process. Could you imagine if, if discipline meant we were firing everybody, suspending everybody? Could it, we'd be out of people to fire service. You, you know, I firmly believe, in, and, and we talked about discipline in, in our Five Alarm Leadership book and our Five Alarm Leadership program that we do together. Um, I think discipline is, is a real, it's it's a real skill. It's a, it's a real um, uh it's a real thing in the fire service. In other words, the fire service is no different than people that are delivering boxes or delivering newspapers or, or building buildings. Whenever you have a group of people together doing something, performing a task or performing a job, if, if there are people that are, that, are, that are sliding or people aren't quite living up to the expectations of everybody else or not performing as well as everybody else, there's got to be some process to get people to, to boost their performance and get it up to where, where it needs to be. And, that, and that's what the whole dis- disciplinary process is all about. But I think in the fire service, the word discipline and the disciplinary process in the fire service is probably one of the most misunderstood processes in the fire service. Firefighters Absolutely. and officers, I think, have a great handle and a great understanding on our tactics and our procedures and strategy and tasks. All those things are a little bit different. And I think there's a, there's, a, there's a pretty good understanding throughout the whole fire service of what those differences are. But when it gets to discipline, I think everybody sort of shies away for a little bit because of that, they're, that they're misunderstood concept of, it's, of, it's, of it's, it's an uncomfortable thing. Who wants right. to, who wants to handle or you know, delve out discipline or whatever? I mean, now, now, there are some good... One of, my favorite, one of my favorite uses of the word discipline is in the phrase um, uh, self-discipline. 
You know, and, it's, and I've worked in lots of companies. I was in Rescue 3, I was in Squad 1, I was in 48 Engine. I, I never worked in a bad place. And, and I'll tell you what, some of the greatest companies in the FDNY and, and every fire department around the country are places where the firefighters and the company officers have self-discipline, where they know what they're doing, they know what's expected of them, and they do it. They do it time and time again. They do it whether they're being watched, they do it whether it's difficult conditions, they do it whether they feel good or don't feel so good, and that's self-discipline. Well, self-discipline is a wonderful thing, but everybody in the fire service doesn't have quite the same package full of self-discipline that maybe some of your yeah. best people do. No. And, and some people need a little a little rub on the shoulder, maybe once in a while a little kick in the butt, you know, for, for lack of a better term, to, 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 to straighten them out and to keep them on a, on a narrow path. And, and, there, and there's a couple of rules you follow. And one of the first ones we talk about a lot is, is that d discipline should be performed, meaning the process at, at, the, at the lowest level. Lowest level. And the lowest level means if you're a company officer, and, and you're witnessing company firefighters, company-level firefighters performing or not performing up to snuff, that, then that should be handled right there at that level. Some departments require, you know, reports to be sent down to headquarters about every little lateness. And it's, and it's, really, not, it's really not helpful to the situation to let everybody else know that, if you, that Tommy's coming in late If twice. you got seven firefighters, I guess you can handle that. You start to get a decent-sized department, multiple stations, and everything. Really, I don't, I don't know how you, right. you know. I'm waiting for what's in the mailbox today. Well, we have three more write-ups and two more of these. And I'm like, really? Right. You well, know, one more guy not wearing the right shirt, and two more guys coming in five minutes late or, or ten minutes and, late. And, and you said it before. If that's the case, then we don't need company officers, right? Why don't we just? Like, you know what? I've said that. If, if headquarters could just look at these things and then send a memo back down. Okay, fireman. Uh, Mafina, he came in late. He gets a, a six-hour, you know, uh, loss of pay. And Fireman Jones, he's the one who was out of uniform. He gets, uh, you know, the two demerit points. That could just come down from headquarters in, in an email if you didn't have offices. But the obvious thing is, company officers are the folks that are most closely to company firefighters, to the people on their crew. They should be able to handle that much well, better. And, the, and in most cases, not everywhere we know that, but most cases, they're the ones working with the subordinate day in day out or in their particular volunteer firehouse whatever they see them they know they know if this is a chance happening or a singular event or whatever that that's what or it is into a bad habit or a bad habit or now really i got to talk to this person again about this or whatever you know we talked about the different it, it is it is a it is about you know correcting or changing the behavior and i tend to brag about the city of louisville because i think they have their act together in a lot of things their human resource department Melinda Goller was the HR director for a long time. She's one of the assistant city managers. Wonderful. The dream HR director. That's who you want there. She's got a great department. She's mentored, and people have come in behind her and, and done some great things. But the disciplinary policy in Louisville is written in such a way, before you get to write-ups and what the different um, uh, you know, violations can be and everything else and so on and so forth, if you read their policy, and we do this a lot in class, it kind of explains where we need to be going and, and the whole point of the disciplinary process. I've said before, I've described them as the speed limit signs. Rules and regulations and SOPs are the speed limit signs that the reason we put a speed limit sign here on Route 5 of 45 miles an hour on this curve is because if you do 75, you are going to roll your car into the trees. That's why the signs are here. That's why the rules are here. Otherwise, everybody would be driving helter-skelter. So if, if, and if, and if I can, if, if, if I can kind of recite, because I think this is such a cool way to explain it when it comes to disciplinary process, mm -hmm. is, you know, when you look under the purpose, you know, in the, in the city of Louisville's disciplinary policy, and folks, they'll send it to you. All you got to do is get a whole HR, they'll send it to you. The city of Louisville, this is the purpose. This is written. This is before you get to anything else 
besides the signature and the policy number. The City of Louisville believes that each employee wants to provide quality public services by meeting high standards of job performance, back to the performance evaluation and values, vision, and mission thing, all right, and conduct by following, following established directives, procedures, regulations, and practices. For this reason, all employees are to be treated as responsible adults in the employment relationship. Wow, responsible adults, there's that word, okay, no, that phrase. This requires employees to be responsible for the consequences of their decisions and their behavior. You don't have to lay in the weeds to discipline someone, you know, or, or get, they're, they're going to do it themselves. We have to manage the consequences of their actions, right? It also requires supervisors to be responsible for making employees aware of job requirements, back to the company officers now in particular, and expectations, back to the company officers and having those talks with their firefighters, and us having talks with our company officers, and for making every effort to define and modify behavior to improve the employee's job performance and conduct. I just love how that's written. It's and then the bottom line, to improve the employee's job performance. And that's really what the whole disciplinary process is about. Exactly. And and then and then that's A. And B is even short of that. The, and it talks about, we talk about the primary, the primary purpose, like we're talking about, the primary purpose of disciplinary action is to correct or prevent the reoccurrence of employee performance or conduct, which is detrimental to the quality job performance, or the interests of the public, the employee, the city, or other employees. The city's disciplinary policies emphasize the employee's responsibility for the consequences of his own behavior with the focus on communicating expectations for changes in behavior and needed improvement. The change of behavior. So that's the coupons. That's the that's Tommy. Tommy, come here. Look, third time you've been late. I've already talked to you about this. These are the coupons, right? Because they don't matter. These are just... They matter in your life because after you run out of coupons or get out of jail free cards, then we start the official process. But most of it, like you said, is handled at the lowest level. It's and most of them get solved at the coupon level. Most yeah. of them get solved at the, hey, Billy, come on, you're making this hard on me now. Let, let's just end this and get, get, get let's get back on the ball You're, okay? you're going to force my hand in this? I actually sent an email out once, John, to, to the whole department going, you know, I, I asked them, I, I said, I said, how, how <laughs> it was one of these things where, I was like, okay, and I was like, how flexible do you want me to be? You know, how serious do you want me to take things? You know, I'm, I think this is pretty simple. We need you to act your wage and act like a responsible adult. You company officers need to take care of business, take care of your people. You senior firefighters, right? You talked about the lowest level. The captain used to say it, not that they covered stuff, but you're... Oh, no. Half the stuff that went on your fire. Yeah, like, you know, and, and I'm very proud of being a member of the FDMY. And, and I must tell you, in my 33 years there, in every rank all the way up to battalion chief, I, I worked in great companies with great people. And senior firefighters were, and I, I don't want to quite call them the backbone, but but they were very close to being oh. the backbone of the company. And a lot of senior firefighters spent 8, 10, 20 years in, in a company where captains come and went, lieutenants came and went, got promoted, moved on to other companies, and did a great job while we were there. But sometimes some of the longest-serving people in a company is a senior firefighter, and they have tremendous influence on the younger firefighters there, even sometimes a little bit more influence than an officer who's actually responsible for stuff. And I, as an officer, I, as a captain and as a lieutenant, I... I freely used my senior people and, and cut them loose and allowed them to make decisions and get some stuff done on the apparatus floor level that I didn't have to get involved in that I knew was going to be more effective than me maybe going down there and, and yeah. inserting, inserting myself yeah. into stuff like that. Oh, yeah. and Well, and that's like you know, sometimes, and we've talked about this as well, is walking in while a captain is coaching and counseling someone and doing an about-face and walking out as a chief because... Yeah. 
once you insert yourself into the process, guess what? You own it then. Right. And and allow, let them do their jobs, right? And, and there's no problem with that. And I always, I always said that all the time. As a chief in the 18th Battalion, I was, I was up in the Bronx for a long time, 15, 16 years. And there was stuff that went on there that I found out later, you know, months or even years later. You know, low-level, company-level yeah, disciplinary. You know, stuff. nothing terrible, but stuff that a captain or a lieutenant had to handle and had to had to give somebody a smack on the on the on the hand. And you know what? I would find out much later, and I was so thrilled that I didn't have to find out about it while it was happening because I was just proud that the company officers were able to effectively handle stuff in their own company in their own little realm there without any trouble. And I've always made it clear to them: don't don't leave me out because you think I don't want to be bothered with that because that's not true at all. If you need help, please call me, and I'd be very happy to come down and help you, give you some advice, tell you, gee, you know what? When I was a captain, here's what I did one time with a guy, and then I said, wow, wow, chief, I never thought about that. That, let, You know what? Let me try that again before before we bring this any further. So, you know, I don't think any bosses, any chief officers or even company officers want to shy away from that. Certainly, it's nothing we're looking forward to. Nobody's looking forward to getting involved in a disciplinary process, but if you have somebody who's not performing, if you have somebody who needs some extra training and to be a little bit safer, to be a little bit more effective, we want to get it done, but I have no problem allowing my company officers to handle their own little area, their own little arena, their own little company, and if they need help, they give me a call, and, and we try and you know provide that as best as possible. And, and you said it before, so much of this is handled very nicely, verbally, how about this, just observing. You're not going to know what's going on, and, be, and you're not you're not going to have a you're not going to have your, your finger on the pulse of your shift or your department, you know, your volume department, whatever. If you don't pay attention, if you're if you're hiding behind your desk, if you're in your office, you don't come to drill night, you don't come to meeting night, whatever. Not making rounds every day. Not making rounds. You're not coming on the floor and checking and watching because you're going to pick up on things. You're going to notice behaviors. We've said it before. The best of crews will become complacent and sometimes they'll. They'll misstep when you're not out there on the butt. They don't see the boss. They don't expect the boss or whatever. You know, it's, it's one of those things. And so much of that is prevented just by, and I think if more company officers, if more company officers took the time to fix something before it became a problem, we wouldn't be talking about discipline as often. How many times have you heard me say, where well, I've been sitting with HR people, you know, the HR directors and city managers, and they're going, you know, if, if our captains or lieutenants, whatever you have, or both, if our if our if our captains lieutenants, if they, if they would just do their jobs, we if they would just done their job, we wouldn't even be here right now. We wouldn't even be talking about this. You know, Chief Lassie, we would we you wouldn't even be here right now because right. this would have never happened right. if they had or they would have been kept at a lower level because they didn't do their job. If they had done their job, we wouldn't even be here. And it's nothing that you're looking forward to. I've no. said this a thousand times before. Nobody's sitting at home wringing their hands saying, gosh, I can't wait to get to work tomorrow to straighten <laughs> everybody out and make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Number one in the fire service, it, it, that's not that common. Although, for, for those of you listening, I mean, I can't imagine that any officer of any rank in a fire service has not had to handle some type of performance problem, some type of some type of situation where somebody needed to be a little direction, right, you know, right. corrective action, whatever it might have been. Whether it was, a, a, you know, let's walk up to the officer and talk about that, or maybe you, raise you, your voice, hey, Billy, Billy, no, no, no. You Come and on. I have both right. been there earlier in our career. We've Absolutely. had to be corrected on some things. So if, if you've never done that, if you've been blessed to live in such a perfect place that all the guys are just great and nobody ever needs any direction, <laughs> well, that's wonderful. But you're probably one of the rare 
diverge. Most of or us, and I worked or in, you're missing something. in great, great places. Or, or your eyes are closed and you're not looking at the, at, at the wrong place, you know? But everybody experiences it. And the more you experience it, and the more you practice it, and the, and the, and the more relaxed you are at doing it, the more effective it is and the easier it is to get done. And, and like you said, you, it doesn't have to be a lifelong situation. You, you can correct. I corrected a couple of firefighters in different times in my career that, that needed, they needed a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a, a high tone discussion in the office, a couple of them. And I'll tell you what, some of those folks, some of those men turned out to be some of my best, sharpest, most effective firefighters that, that once or twice early in our relationship, I had to raise my voice at them and say, Hey, that's not what we're doing. Doug, that's not what we're doing. Here's what we're going to do. And after our little discussion in the office, we end up practically hugging each other, saying, okay, good. I'm glad we, I'm glad we saw eye to eye on this. And they, and they also knew that you didn't hold grudges. Oh. Because, you know, how many places it's like, well, they're going to hold this over my head for 20 years, or they're going to remind me five years now. Well, you know what? I don't want you going back and doing that. You know, I'm a big believer in once you've corrected an issue, once you've changed the behavior, once somebody has said, Look, this is my bad. Do tell me what it has to hit, whatever. Once it's all done, let's say even a suspension. You know, I, I remember a particular incident. One of one of my favorite captains, Captain Randy Cade, and Randy has told me over and over again, please use me as an example in class. You know, Randy ended up as a captain, as an active ship commander, took a pretty significant hit disciplinary wise, you know, a particular incident and so on and so forth and, and blah blah you know, that and and, and pretty pretty serious. And he, he, his first day back to work, I remember walking across the floor and grabbing a cup of coffee and sitting with him, and it was his birthday. Wish him happy birthday. And, and we're sitting at the kitchen table talking, and we're yucking it up and all this. And the phone lines were burning. Guys were like, you know, I just got there. I've been there a few months. They're like, holy crap. Lasky's here talking to Captain Kate. And, and, there, there, and, and there's no yelling. There's no stuff. And they're actually laughing and smiling. And uh, Chief Pat and Randy in the back, and they're talking about this and talking about that. It's like that stuff never happened. Yeah, it's like called adult behavior. Yeah, and I'm like, well, you know what? It's over with. I mean, really? So I guess I, I, guess, I, guess I missed that leadership book. You know, discipline through sentencing. Last so, forever. Right, yeah. hate them forever. Di yeah, right? discipline, <laughs> discipline through sentencing. So you know what? If you screw up, I, I thank God every day that people that had to correct me for Rick Lasky doing stupid stuff didn't hold that over my Came head back my the whole next career. Door, like you said, with a cup of coffee or an invite for a drill, come on over, Cap. And you're like, well, this is the guy that, that I thought was going to, you know, push That's me up right. the stairs. At like the your guy, you, like your guy. Show me the effort that this ain't going to happen again, and it's it's done. It's right. done. It's over. And sometimes you have to tell guys. Guys will come in, you know what, Chief Salka, you got a second? Yeah, what's up, LT? Look, let me. Just, I just want to apologize again for what happened. You know, I appreciate the apology, Tommy, but... It's over. It's gone, buddy. That's right. And you know, and, and I actually, I used to think, really, your apologies again with that. You know what? Then I started thinking about. I'm going. Most of the guys that do that, they're they're so disappointed in themselves that they feel they let you down. They're not mad that you had to counsel them, you know, give them a what for or whatever. They're more. They're like ah, like me. I used to tell you, I know you're the same way. Oh God, I just, I, all the money I worked to put in the bank with the lieutenant. I can't believe I did that. I just took a withdrawal. And I'm like, we talked about in, in, in class, it's like running up as a kid, the down escalator. You're running up the down escalator. You stop for a second, you lose like five steps. You run back. I'm like, oh God, I was so mad at myself because I'm like, I've worked so hard to be like one of his favorite firefighters and to kick ass around here. And, and I screwed it up for a moment. And, and and so I admire that about a lot of guys that, that are that are so worried that they thought they, you know that that they come back. But then, like you said, 
Like, all right, it's over, man. And the lesson is nobody's exempt. None of us is exempt. Some of your greatest mentors, some of the people that I love the best, guys like like I talked about, Joe Callen, Deputy Chief, Borough Commander when he retired, you know, Tom Kennedy and 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 uh, Tommy Brennan, you know, some of the guys that are our, abs our absolute idols from my job and your job and elsewhere. When they were young firefighters, when they were young officers, they misstepped. They, 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 right. made, they made errors. They, they made mistakes. They, they had to be corrected by, by the folks that were a step ahead of them, you know, <coughs> the ahead of them, just like we were. It just, it'll, it'll continue forever. Nobody's exempt. Nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. And the sooner and the earlier we're able to jump on them, they're able, we're able to handle them in a, in a, in a professional manner, that, then we can correct people's behaviors or the, or the beginnings of bad behaviors even. And you know what? And then everything just moves right along and well, we keep... You know, and there's some guys, John. That, right, right, exactly. And there's some guys that do stuff. There is no counseling. There is. It's it's so serious that, look, this, all right, get get everybody involved here because oh, you absolutely. you blew this. Like Commit a crime about. or rob a bank or something. We had a guy in the FDNY rob a bank on duty. Rob the bank on duty in uniform years and years ago. Now, twenty years ago, it was during my time on the job. Uh, and the, the guy eventually lost his job. But but the point is, those are the rare exceptions. The, the, I mean. People robbing banks is a rare exception to start with in the, in the well, whole isn't population. It true? And I mentioned you know? it at the very beginning, discipline, disciplinary action, the punishment phase in the fire service, in, in, and I'll just I'll just say singularly in, in both the United States and Canada, isn't what you think it is because we're not firing. There, could you imagine how many? You have to really think hard. You go to departments. When's the last time you fired somebody? Well, we never fired anybody. Well, guys have been scolded before. Guys have been written up, but we haven't. We haven't fired a guy. Do we fire a guy? Right. Well, remember about twenty-five years we talked. Was, was that? It, right. It's not like oh my god, we fired seven guys last month. Now, you know what? Hey, I'll just pick on your department. Eleven thousand five hundred uniform guys on the fire side. A couple thousand more with EMS. You can't have that many people and not have somebody err in judgment, make right. a mistake. Right. And we've talked about that. And they, and again, they did it to themselves. Nobody laid in the weeds and said, "Hey, let's wait and see if Lasky does this." You, now we're now we're working again trying to fix something, but th that's so that's so minuscule. It's just such a small amount. You you said it early on. The majority of discipline, if you will, in the fire service is done through co small conversations, coaching, coaches, and counseling, You're and, right. and warnings and coupons, like you said, and just you know. And I'll tell you what, it brings up one more important fact that I think we need to mention before we wrap this up is that's why one of, one of the pieces of advice that we give, and we don't give it because we invented it, we, we got it from other folks, is, you know, those of us that, that, that have to deliver coaching and counseling, those of us that have to deliver, uh, you know, low-level, company-level disciplinary processes, you know, you should never do that when you're still hyped up. You should <laughs> never do it when you're still angry about whatever happened. When you're still angry, right. and if what you're about to do when you're angry is going to make you feel... If, you, if it's going to make you feel good, you should probably wait till tomorrow. What they say... What they say uh, it's a millionaire. What are, can I call a friend or whatever? Call a friend. Call a mentor. Right. Go for a walk. So one thing you want to be real careful about is that you know is that you don't take any disciplinary action, make any comments, bring anybody in for an interview or a discussion about something they did wrong. If you are still really angry about it, because that's going to taint it. It's going to taint maybe your reaction. Maybe even you might even overdo it. And at the risk of overdoing it, you say, you know what, Billy? I'm just really angry about what just happened. You, you can head home for now right now from the volunteer fire department. We're going to finish the drill without you. Or if it's a paid job, you can say, Tommy, just go downstairs. We're getting off at 6 o'clock. We're back in on Wednesday. I'll talk to you on Wednesday about this. And you know what? You, you go home, you sleep a night or two, you wake up the next morning, and you say to yourself the next morning when you wake up, 
boy, am I glad I didn't deal with that yesterday with that young man at the firehouse. I can't wait to see him tomorrow when we both come back in, and I, I feel much more level-headed about that now. You know, so that's just one one of the little warnings for those of us that do actually deliver discipline. Well, and that's one of the warnings, and that's a great one. I think one of the helpers is know your process, and we've said this. You know, most firefighters, the good firefighters, yeah, I mean good, meaning seasoned and better off for all, they already know tactics and strategy. They already know how to cut people out of cars. They already know that stuff. So when they get promoted, they've got a real good tactics and strategy, you know, cognitive base and experience stuff. What they don't really know as well probably is, you know, the display process, the promotional process, the career advancement processes, the mentoring, you know, all the little little things you have to know about dealing with people which is our job. So my, my, I guess my, my, my point again is know your process. You, we've talked about it, you know, if you have someone you think that's under the influence, drugs, alcohol, whatever, drugs are even harder, all right, because you really can't smell sometimes. So, you know, most places have, well, you know what, um, you have to get another officer's opinion and you two have to agree and then you take to the next level. So Some so of the forth. actions are pretty specific for stuff like that that you really have to know them. You can't wing that. Right, and you, you know? have to, and knowing your process, right, John? I mean, there's... Like guys will go, you know, they'll, they'll think the coupons count. The, the, the Tommy, last time, I've already told you five times, sixth time, I'm, I'm starting to pay board. Well, those coupons don't, they don't, they don't come in, they don't exist. Where they exist is in your mind because those are the, that, the, the, the coupons are the trigger for, it's. Advancing to the next Yes, step. that's right. It's like, otherwise, you'd be, you'd be hammering them right away. But you're the only one that's measuring them. You're the only one right. that's counting them. You're the only one that knows you told him three times. Right. He knows it and you know it, but it doesn't matter that he knows it. You exactly. Know? And when we talk about, you know, the, the and, and, what, and what, we're, what we're talking about is the coupons is what's referred to technically as informal counseling. Right. All right. There's no paperwork. There's no nothing. The next step is formal counseling where you actually have a sheet of a piece of a form and you sit down, you counsel a member, and you, you actually write it out or type it out, whatever you do, and you both, you initial and he or she initials, and it goes in your supervised log, your file, and it... it and, and for those departments that have that in their process, it's still low level, even though you're writing Right, 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 right. It never right. goes... That doesn't with your personal file. It stays with the company officer, yeah. and there's a date. And, and then it disappears. If, if there's no other right infractions, the, right the circular 12 file. months, it gets That's shredded, right. it's gone. And then from there, the next one, after formal counseling... With I've the never form, been there. I've never made it past that. Well, you guys will say uh, the next one is a, an oral, re oral minor or reprimand. But... They're not an oral reminder, oral reprimand, unless they're written. If you don't write them up, if you don't write the oral reprimand up and have them sign and you sign, then it's another it's another coupon because there's no paperwork. Right. And I would venture and, to say that most of the folks that are listening to this program tonight or today, whenever you're listening, uh, probably have never gotten past the second step in, right, in, right. in yeah, disciplinary yeah. process. We just said the majority. Well, this is pretty, pretty uh, you know, abstract. Tonight, the fire you know? service would disappear I, at, at workplace. That's, I can't think of too many guys or gals in the fire service that don't need a good little scowl or a good little frown or a good little discussion up in the office. The look. And ba-boom. The hey, look. boy, are they on a straight narrow? And, 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 and like I said, they end up Getting right to the top of your pile. And most you know? firefighters are like little golden retriever puppies, man. They just want to, I'm telling you, they're wonderful people. They just want to do a great job for you. They just want to do that. Know your process. Have a relationship with your personnel department, HR, or with whoever, or with a boss that understands it. So when you have questions, but never, what's our, one of our favorite quotes from Colin Powell, never walk 
Never walk past the mistake. Never walk past the mistake. Handle all your stuff as local as you can, as low level as you can. If it happened in a firehouse, my advice to you is handle it in the firehouse. That's it, baby. Hey, know your disciplinary process. That was a good topic. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for joining us on another uh, episode of Old School. Uh, tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out when we post them. Uh, until we talk to you again, uh, we never end any of our episodes without the very important phrase, and that is never forgetting means never forgetting. Be careful, God bless you, and take care of yourself.